Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody. It's that time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and it's time for Show and Tell. Here from the Adafruit Factory, it's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. We've got a jam-packed show full of Show and Tell from around the world. We're going to come by and show us your projects, including a plethora of Adafruit peeps. We're going to get through people real fast because we got to get out of here at 7.55. So let's start with Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi. You hear me? And here's your screen. screen. Okay. So a couple screens. I'm sharing too many things here. Yeah. Oversharing. Yeah, I'm oversharing. So uh, what we're I'm working on right now is uh, for Bluetooth, we want to be able to talk to bicycle speed and cadence sensors, and I wanted to set up a way of doing that. So um, let me just let me share just the, this the. Um, the window with the picture in it. So um, there are a couple different kind of bicycle sensors. There's one kind um, that is a single sensor that uses magnets that you connect to your crank and your wheel. It looks like this. And then there's another kind that are two different sensors, one that mounts on a, the hub of a wheel and the other one that mounts on the crank of the bicycle. And so you they're speed and cadence separately. So I wanted to be able to test these, but I need to spin them around. And there's no room in here to put a bicycle in. It would be a nuisance to do that anyway. So I just built a little jig with a motor that's controlled by a cricket. And it spins around. And I, of course, the crank and the wheel don't turn at the same time, but it's imitating both of those. So um, I can now connect to that with that uh, using BLE. And if I, um, let me switch back and share a different window. Um, let's see. Uh, we can see that, there you go. You're sharing that window, right. So in this, in code here, I'm, I'm, I, I'm currently debugging this. I'm having trouble talking to both of the sensors at the same time and I only get one value out of each of them and then they disconnect. But you can see here, we're getting revolutions of the wheel and uh, a clock that says that's keeping time on the wheel revolutions. And then from the other sensor, we're getting crank revolutions and also a time. So I'm debugging this right now. And um, John Park may be able to show some of this tomorrow on his show. So that's what I'm working on. All right, Phil, All right. like Dan's such a crank caller. Spinning tails. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. You got all sure. the Bluetooth stuff right, happening. Uh, maybe yeah. next week we'll have a library as well. Okay. Next up, all right. Next up, Erin and her magical Hello. bottles. Erin. Hey. Um, so I am just finishing up a giant project this week, which is this uh, tree that has a bunch of fairy bottles in it. I've made about nine of these uh, glass bottles with um, neopixels inside of each one of them and hang them, uh, hung them from this tree that I made. Um, I'm going <laughs> to talk more about the tree at some point too. Um, they are all connected uh, with neopixels inside and they're controlled with a, uh, with a controller. Um, with, they have four different animation modes. Here's a little video of, uh, of how they work. And, and the animation modes are based on the different seasons of the year. So I have a mode for spring, summer, winter, and autumn. 
Um, and it just, I, it just turned out just stunning. This, uh, this room is, uh, it's amazing. Uh, I did all the paint jobs and everything like that as well and all the, um, the other decor. So I've been working on this for quite a long time and built this tree and put all the leaves in and all the bottles and everything like that. It's just, I mean, it's turning into this incredible uh, art piece. So this is a controller right here. Um, this is my, my tree trunk and you can see there's a little monster mask uh, eyeballs in there too, which I'm gonna be working on a guide for that next. Um, but down here, this controller has uh, pewter cast icons that I made um, with like a wire just embedded in the pewter before it, it's set up. And each time uh, they're hooked up to a capacitive touchpad on a circuit playground. And when you touch one of them, uh, touch the flower and then spring works and then the little twig is for winter and autumn and, and summer. Um, and then the moon makes the whole thing go off so you can sleep. Um, this is part of my pewter casting. Um, it's running off a circuit playground um, with lots and lots and lots of connectors in there. <laughs> um, and this is what the inside, what's inside of each of the bottles. It's just a, a little strip of neopixels. Um, and just with all of them hooked up all together, it's just this stunning art piece. So I'm very excited about it. All right, this is really coming together. Guide coming soon, but uh, really beautiful home you got there and I love to see all your decorations they're they're making for great guides thanks beautiful so much work Eric said thank beautiful you, work all right thanks Aaron. okay next up let's check in with Brent hey, oh, Brent. hey uh you should check in with knowing Pedro first oh sorry oh you know what we yeah. have the technology we have technology why don't we check in together with whoa <laughs> yeah all right so what have you all been working on there we go we're unmuted hey folks yeah so um Brent, didn't you start this idea? You've, you've done a couple of, of, of IoT planter projects already, which are on the Learn Guide, really, really mm -hmm. cool. This one's a little bit special. This one's a little bit different. It's using, well, it's also using the Pi portal, but hey, this is showing nice animations and a little root graphic. It's a bitmap. It's a nice <laughs> plant. Yeah, it's, it, thank you. It's a nice plant. Um, so what we did was we put together a 3D printed enclosure for it. Where is the sensor? It's embedded inside the planter. So that was like one of our goals is to make it nice and clean so the, the components where it needs to be and not kind of hanging out. So that's what we really wanted to do. Uh, we've been working on a lot of these little retro cases and this one is is pretty similar, but it has this nice planter. I like how you did the combo. It's like, it's kind of got that retro computer look, but then it's like, oh, we cut a hole in the top. Now it's a planter. There you go. Yeah, and we still got the speaker pot here. So it, it has audible things. It lets you know when the water is low, which is really useful. <laughs> uh, it's also play, uh, plotting the data to Adafruit.io and, uh, Brent put together a really good portion in the guide that shows you how to put together your dashboard, how to create gauges, and Brent, this is your part. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, this is the culmination of a few different guides. We actually have guides on the Adafruit learning system for a planter guide using AWS, using uh, Microsoft Azure, using Google Cloud. And this is the first one that we're doing that's using our service, which is Adafruit.io. Um, and we decided to make this like the nicest guide because it uses our stuff. Um, and knowing Pedro did a really, really nice job on the planter. I have mine over here, but with no plant in it. Oh. I'll fix that later this week. Um, so the front of the screen is actually the Pi portal, and that shows the moisture level. It's actually an image that's transparent of the roots, and the water level goes up and behind the uh, root image. So it, like, it will fill up as uh, the water is filled. And then they also have a speaker on the side to uh, tell you when the water is high or low and every you can configure it but right now I think it's by default five minutes it sends data to an Adafruit IO dashboard which you can then um, plot your data and then look at it over a period of time 
Um, if you don't want to pay for Adafruit IO, you totally can use our free version. And it gives you up to 30 days of data for your planter, which is more than enough. And then you can monitor it remotely. Um, we didn't do an auto pump for this because it will talk to you anyway. Um, if it's on your desk and maybe you have two of these, it'll be a really noisy cacophony of planters. <laughs> All right, well, great work. This is a, a nice team up and uh, it looks amazing, beautiful, and the graphics are great. And it's a, it's kind of an all-in-one project. Um, yeah, we'll and be it's playing easy a to video tonight on Ask an Engineer. All right, thank you, No, Pedro and Brent. All right, That's next up, man. let's go to JP and his magical gels. Oops. Oh. What happens? Yeah, it's okay. JP. Hey. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this was um, something I I wanted to show that I included in my guide for the uh, heart rate monitor project that just came out. Uh, and for that, I was using a couple of little seven segment displays. And it's actually a, a little trick that I've shown before in a, in a clock guide I did a couple years ago. Uh, and that is that these LCD uh, displays or these LED displays rather um, are kind of meant to be behind a tinted piece of plastic. So if you take apart like an old school alarm clock, you're going to see this kind of display, but you don't see all of the white um, unlit segments. And that kind of detracts from, from the, uh, the look of the thing. So what I use is just a little piece of, um, photographic or filmic uh, lighting gel. So if you actually, if you watch my face, I'll probably turn a little purple here. Uh, this one from the side, you can use these to, there we go. So if you see what that- that's, Yeah, that's cool. it gives you a casting. Yeah, so that's how you sculpt light uh, colors or densities um, in a theater or film environment. Um, and it's not expensive. I, I happen to have some laying around. You could find other things, other materials like um, folder separators or other thin uh, plastic material that's tinted. Uh, this one happens to be purple, which works great over my uh, red and blue displays here. I really like the way they look, but you could also get just um, neutral gray ones to uh, block that uh, that display so you only see the, the LEDs that you want to see shining through. Uh, if I, let's see, if I reset this, you'll see it kind of go through some of its um, little startup stuff and see some other things on there. So all of that stuff really shines through nicely, whereas it's a uh, it's yeah, it's, it definitely makes it look, gives it that nice polish. Nice, nice polish there. So that was a little tip. It's very inexpensive. I think this is maybe seven bucks for a sheet of this good stuff. And it's it's bigger than that when you get it. I've been cutting it down for projects over the years. Uh, and it's my go-to one. So. All right. Nice cool. gels. All right. Yeah. Right, thanks, then, uh, on the show, I'll be, uh, like Dan said, I'll be showing some bike stuff. That's why I have my bike up here and I've got some sensors. So uh, we're going to take a look at uh, combining some of that sensor stuff with the brand new clue so we can uh, display things on this gorgeous little display. JP's right. gonna give you a clue tomorrow. We'll be showing so. um, some of this and more on tonight's show. And don't forget to tune in JP show tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Super, see you All there. Right. Thanks, Thanks JP. All right, next up, let's go to Scott. And Hello. Scott's How's data. It going? Hello. Yeah. Well, that's the other. That yeah. is. That's the different view. That's the screen. Um, yeah, so I've been playing around with uh, Adafruit IO. It's actually the first time I've, I've taken the time to sort it out. It's been awesome. Uh, so kudos to everybody who's worked on that before. Um, what I'm doing is I'm connecting the BLE world to the Adafruit IO world. Um, and so I what I have here is I've got a clue on my desk and it's running just a very simple, like measure all the sensors and broadcast out the different values as they change. And then I've got a separate 
uh, itsy bitsy M4 with a ESP on it that, is, that I'm using as a bridge. So it's listening for the BLE broadcasts. And then when it hears sensor uh, values, it pushes it up to Adafruit IO. Um, and the one, one of the things I wanted to make sure and do is that the bridge is kind of like, it doesn't know about what sensors there are. There's just a standard like protocol that they speak. So adding a new sensor is really easy and it will automatically add the, um, the feeds for you into Adafruit IO. So if you take a look on my screen here, you can see that the names aren't great. Um, but basically for every bridge, uh, you get a group for every bridge as it hears every sensor. So imagine you have a, a large house or like something in the way that impedes some of the broadcasts. You can actually place multiple bridges throughout your house so that you can get coverage. Um, and this is how I handle that is you basically have two sets of feeds for each uh, bridge's view of the world of the sensors uh, because all the sensors are just broadcasting, uh, which means it's not secure either. So don't expect this to be secure at all. But I'm going to uh, hack your community sensor. Yeah, on it. I was thinking about that. I think um, it's probably not that insecure because we're doing like uh, some input validation and sorts of stuff. But uh, All right, so get these sensor nodes around your house and you're plotting them on IO. Yeah, and I think it's going right now if I just refresh and you can see like the how long it's been since the last uh, reported one. I also had this missed message count. So the thing with um, BLE advertising is that it's not very reliable. So I, can, I did add a thing that you can detect when you've missed one uh, just so that you could in the future make graphs that are like discontinuous if you know that you missed some data. Mm. Um, but we can take take a look here and see this graph. Uh, I've been testing it a bit. It does, it's not over a very long period of time, but you can see that I'm getting like pressure values uh, from the clue up into Adafruit IO. Um, right, this is pretty amazing. I, I, I love the mix of like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, the clue. I mean, this is it's very powerful when you put it all together. Yeah, and I, I was finally like splitting it out as a separate library today. And I was really impressed that like the simple test for what I'm calling broadcast net on the sensor side, it's like a 20 line code.py that just uses the internal temperature sensor or the NRF to just log it up. Um, and that's, that's including like rounding and making sure you don't broadcast the same value again. So I, I was really happy with how concise um, and how simple the code.pys for the sensor sides were. Yeah, All I right. wanted to make an IoT service that's as fun as, and as easy as CircuitPython. So um, this was a good uh, test because you've been working on CircuitPython, so. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, coming soon. to get going. All right, thank you so much, Scott. All right, we'll see more in the next coming weeks. Okay, next up, Brian and Brian Screen. Hello. So I've been working on a sip and puff input device using a Feather STM thirty two F four and a ST LPS thirty three W, which is like the LPS thirty five HW. It has a little uh, port on it that you can plug a tube into. Um, so on my Ripple screen, I have it hooked up, so it should be outputting the direction uh, level and the duration. When I say sip, you puff, sip. Puff. So you're doing <laughs> low sip, high puffs. You're doing both sipping and puffing and strong and weak um, yep. pressure. Yeah, and I can see the words there. And then um, you've got duration. Okay, yeah. so cool. So you can actually start putting together like a language using these different kinds of pressures and directions exactly. and duration. So you've got a couple of variables here to work with. 
Yep, totally. Yeah, there's a little bit of debugging needs to go on, but uh, relatively shortly, I should be able to, you know, control, figure out what this is going to control, and then allow the user to configure it to, um, you know, change the different pressure thresholds and stuff like that. Yeah, because you have set pop duration, um, high, like you have a lot. And you can have it all in like a JSON config file because each person's going to be able to different. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, looks good. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, cool. Brian. This is puffing its way towards you in a week right. or two. All right, Melissa. Melissa, what you got going on? And Melissa's screen. <laughs> uh, I have a, uh, I've been working on the web serial plotter, and I have a circuit playground express here, and I have added an XY mode here, and I've also added a dark mode, and you can just change it by no, back checking and checking no, that. Thank God. Hmm. <laughs> so let's go ahead and connect this and you can see as i move it around it's okay. going ahead and plotting it okay so it's actually x and y as you're moving the x and y and it's no yeah, doubt web browser using web serial and it's um on glitch neat that's cool all right that's some pretty good plotting. Yeah. i like i like the idea of plotting just by going to a web browser click connect and it just happens yeah, I mean, Glitch is just really like a glorified online editor, but... Yeah, there you go. We do open source. It's okay. Yeah. Right, well, we can also to... change like our number of data points if we want, if we want it to be a little more dense on there. Yeah. All right, well, you're plotting away. Yeah. All right, very cool. All right. Melissa's Thank got a plan. Melissa. And she's plotting it. All right, more. We'll do a, a guide for this soon so people guide can try it out. Soon. Oh, one more thing. Uh, also, it has very has persistent settings, so I can go ahead and hit refresh, and it'll uh, go ahead and it'll remember change you what mode. I want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good. You don't have to keep clicking dark mode. <laughs> exactly. You can it, all the settings actually uh, will stay. All right. All right. Yay! Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, next up, we're going to go to Tim, and then um, there's a couple of Rosa folks, a lot of people here tonight. Okay. So, Tim, Tim, take it away. Hi, Tim. Hey, everybody. First time on the on the show, and I thought I would show a Nixie clock that I've been working on. Yay, that's so cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I always like the look of these these tubes, and they're really great as numerical indicators. And these are actually some that I salvaged out of something I found at the town dump probably about 20 years ago, like a like a really ancient uh, HP frequency counter. Um, yeah. There's a maker who made some nice uh, Nixie driver boards that were Arduino compatible. So the brain of this thing is a trinket and then a real-time clock module and then a triple output uh, power supply uh, that'll do the high voltage about 170 volts for the tubes and then uh, 5 volt and 3.3 volt logic for uh, for everything else uh, all I have to do is make a uh, case of some kind so I don't zap myself every time I try I to know because you're holding it, it makes me nervous because I've been electrocuted by Nixie so much but yeah. it's worth it it looks yeah. great there you go all right well congratulations Tim the only thing that would make that any better is a show and tell sticker. We'll send you one email support at adafruit.com yeah. and we'll send you out a sticker and you can put cool. it on there, maybe over the high voltage line to protect you. It's vinyl. There so. you go. And uh, great use of a trinket. And great recycling of electronics. Yeah. Dumps, dumps are great. Awesome work, Tim. Okay. Thank you. Next up, we're going to go to Paint Your Dragon because I know he has a very fast demo that he's going to do. Gonna... Right, yeah. Um, 
I, I was able to put together a, a before and after. Oh, look at that. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, LED Twitter has been very excited about this, this material. Uh, Tap Plastics has had it for a few months. I'm just behind the curve here. I believe they just call it LED or black LED acrylic. And uh, it is a matte surface, um, dark tinted um, acrylic. And you can see compared to white, which kind of blows out. Yeah. Um, it's it's noticeably darker, but the contrast is just amazing. And it so nicely too. Oh, it I mean, looks so good. Thing. Yeah, it really solves the like how to you know, photograph LEDs. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think for, for kits or projects, it's going to be... Uh, Super popular, costs a bit more, but I think the the result is just it's yeah. pretty darn amazing. Yeah. It's very similar. I did a, a I tore open one of these um, World Eye displays, and um, that dome is made out of you know magic. That's why I wasn't able to do a DIY version. But I'll bet if you did a projector on the back of this material, yeah, uh, you'd probably have something very similar there. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for LED use because you can just see the color just comes out amazing. It looks perfect. All right. All right. Looks like I'm wondering. All right. Thanks, Toby. Okay. Next. Latest news from LED Land. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. How's it going? I have a feeling I know what you're going to talk about tonight. Oh, you might. Yeah. You might. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. I am well beyond my streaming abilities. I got to tell you. Uh, you'll see in a second. So we had a Maker Day this last weekend. It was crazy. Um, it was uh, at Orlando ATIA. Please come uh, in the future. I'm going to post this video, which y'all are, are welcome to share. Your stuff was everywhere. So there was Adafruit parts everywhere um, throughout the entire Maker Day. A couple of big things you probably heard about. I'm pretty sure you heard about the um, uh, Freedom Wing because I. it is not the most interesting thing I've ever made. But it is um, the, the biggest megaphone I've ever worked with. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Steve Spawn. The good way to describe it. And it's simple. People know what it, it makes perfect yeah. sense. It has a big impact, and yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, how come this took this long? Right. That, that is really the question. So here's the here's the uh, Freedom Wing. It is a uh, device which takes the uh, output of a of a um, power chair joystick, and it lets you do this it lets you play xbox and nice. what i wanted to show you guys more than that, more than this this is why i'm beyond my streaming abilities is that uh, i made this point oops wrong one see i told you it's okay right. um what i wanted to show you on this one is because we did this with feather i can do something else i can take this exact same device all oh, right right yeah I see All right, so let's plug it into the Pi Gamer. Oh, I hit the button, sorry. So when this finishes rebooting, right? So, oh, come on. This this is Katni's drawing program. Oh, you might just unplug the USB and plug it back in. The power needs uh, to be safe. Or, or hit the reset button because it's in safe mode. Oh, all right, let me do that. Live demos, I know, they're always. I know, they suck. All right, so uh, let me see. I don't remember how to do this, but take a look. Look, look, look. Oh, look. nice. Yay. Oh, it's my head here. I don't know if you guys can actually see what yeah. it's doing. Yep. I can actually draw with a power chair, which is just amazing uh, because I just used the feather standard. And actually, I did this about 20 minutes ago. It took me about, it took me about 10 minutes to adapt that to, to make it work. So it's awesome. I, I, I've done a lot of different stuff. 
uh, please, um, if you have a chance, check out atmakers.org because what we've done in the last week is enormous. We've actually decided to give all this stuff away instead of sending people to their um, to the robotics team. Uh, Able Gamers is giving away the the Freedom Wings. We're giving away the um, the adapters for the IntelliKeys. So it is a, a big shift for us. Okay, awesome stuff. All right, thank you so much, Bill. Tonight on Ask an Engineer, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, we have some blog posts that has the coverage of the coverage because it was crazy, right? I mean, added to the verge. And this is one of those things when people ask us what we do, we always say there's unintended great consequences of open source and sharing, making something like feather, making something like circuit Python. Yeah. Um, and here it is. So thank you so much. And please um, send our thanks in regards to everyone who's been working on this. I, I will absolutely. I'll tell Steve that as well. Also, I might see you at the open hardware summit. We okay, may cool. okay, cool. yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, we're gonna speed round. Yeah, it. we're gonna start with Speedwell, and we're gonna do a speed round. So Speedwell. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I was down there in Orlando, uh, and I saw Bill. Well, I didn't get to talk to him, but that was a really great maker day there. Anyway, um, part of going down to Orlando was my mother-in-law's uh, big milestone birthday. We have a funny family story about uh, the birds that used to be outside the Pirates of the Caribbean. And as a birthday present for her, I made my own here out of uh, an old squawkers oh wow oh cool that's wow. a nice animatronic pack. that's really impressive <laughs> so yeah that was an off-the-shelf uh toy that uh communities kind of grown up around how to modify but driving the whole sound of that thing is um uh, an audio fx board so that it provides that track that i cleaned up and uh put into this okay all right well uh polly want a show and tell sticker email oh, absolutely <laughs> email support at adafruit.com and we will send you one that's a, that's great if you could uh do a video or take some photos or something send me um some information if you want to do a post about it pt at adafruit.com i'd love to get sure it sure thing yeah we'll document this up Thank and get you, it over to you well. all right and next up all right drew and helen, drew and take, helen take, take a, a minute time, like a minute and hello. everyone else hello hello uh, i'm trying to uh bring up the uh open hardware summit badge here i've got that's uh, right Jay Link program the bootloader. Alex is working on the uh, programming jig. So in the meantime, we have to solder wires onto the test points. Um, and then- uh, Unfortunately, my soldering iron broke. <laughs> and then uh, Helen was just uh, in the UK and built this instrument um, for- uh, I, I built a version of an instrument. And um, basically, so last year I made a bunch of um, instruments um, that uh, are kind of like sci-fi creatures um and this year so I've, I've given a couple um to other artists um but they're all technologists so this year i really wanted to make an instrument for a non-technical musician to see because designing for an electronics person or designing for a diy person is very different to designing for someone who yeah. doesn't know anything about it they break everything all the time and they're like wiggling everything around so that's a challenge I've set for myself this year is to make something kind of, I know I can make something cool, but I can't make something indestructible yet. So. All right. Great update. Goals, creative stuff happening from Drew and Helen. Thank you so much for the, uh, All right, thank for you. The and we will be showing some um, shots of the open hardware badge tonight on Ask an Engineer. All right. All right. Thanks folks. You got anything else? What's the whole open hardware badge? Fun. Was that? Was there an update on the open hardware summit or that? Yeah. 
this is it. So uh, yeah. Michael has sensors working with it. So if people yeah. want to uh, go buy tickets, um, we have uh, the IMU and the um, uh, proximity sensor working on it now. So um, all right, yeah, well, we'll talk about that on the show. Yep. Speaking of, we got to go to the show. Yeah, we'll have that just <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. <laughs> All right, Dannon was uh, going to be on the show, but his webcam, um, I can see that it died. It says, yeah, it says device, not, device not connected. All right, well, that's our show tonight. All right, thanks, everybody. Thank you, everyone. This is our favorite half an hour every single week. We've been doing this for almost 10 years. This is the show and tell, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Next up, ask an engineer in about a minute. Bye, everybody. <laughs>